Hi, welcome back or welcome to my podcast, Pipe Dream Etiquette. Um, yeah, we're doing part four of the Understanding Matthew Soroki series. Yeah. It's good to be back, guys. So, um, hopefully we're getting to the end soon, but uh, we still got we're making headway. some great, great years to cover. So <laughs> looking forward to that. Okay, so we start off, or let's do a quick recap. Sure. Um, you're a Las Vegas runner. Yep. You moved from Las Vegas over to Newberry Park during Newberry Park's uh, kind of their prime time there. Yeah. As you might say, pretty good. Yeah. Um, they won nationals in cross country. You were unfortunately injured during that. Yep. Ran some pretty decent times. It was what, like 15, 15 for three miles? Yeah. About so that. pretty, pretty standard California times, yeah. but good Las Vegas times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of where we're at. Now sure. we're going into winter winter yeah so winter your senior year yeah you're at newberry park yeah so it's weird that winter because the guys were coming off nationals so it's not like they took a ton of time off um but like a lot of that training that winter was on my own or with like the guys that didn't race at nationals Back to roots. yeah so like kind of a recurring theme of just like doing things by myself and that winter was like really consistent. Um, no really flashy workouts or anything, but it's like I never missed a workout. I never missed the long run. I probably averaged like 65 a week and like it was just like quality stuff. Um, but like in my personal life, nothing was really getting any better because it was like, well, I'm still in Newberry alone okay you know? wait so can you remind us how was your personal life going yeah so it's like imagine the only three people you call your friends are nico jace and colin and so okay. and uh, for for context those yeah. just joining us those were three of the top runners at newberry park yeah um so it's like you're friends with three people and you're in a completely new state and you still have to go to school every day and do all that shit and like try and train hard through all this. So it was like, it was still really tough for me, like getting, I felt like I was just scraping by almost. Um, you said your academics were good. You were getting yeah. like all A's. At yeah, day? I was getting all A's. I, I mean, like scraping by in the sense of like, oh, like socially. Socially, like yeah. Okay. Um, because running was like going okay and school was going great, but. It, I always felt, this is funny, I always felt like once I was fit enough or fast enough, then people I would, would accept you. Yeah, people would accept me and I'd finally like feel better or uh -huh. like feel happy. And, and another thing is like, uh, this was a recurring theme for a while. It's like once I'm fast enough, like maybe, you know, hope will want to be with me, <laughs> which is just like okay. a really insane thing to think about. Well, okay, wait, I'm going to comment on that. I think what it is, this is something like, I think a lot of people do this. It's kind of saying, you know, once I get to this person, this point in my life, then I'll be happy. Yeah. You're kind of delaying that happiness. happiness yeah. And it's such a weird thing that we do when you look at it like objectively. Yeah. Because it's like, once I get like a 4.0, then I'll be happy. Right. Once I get like a girlfriend, then I'll be happy. Once you get the super binary thing. Yeah. That's you. It either happens or you don't happen. Yeah. Then you'll be happy. And the problem with that is, of course, you know. I mean, examples like like you're saying, yeah. 
not only sometimes are they not rational, yeah, <laughs> which is like if I run fast enough, this girl's gonna like totally fall in love with me. Yeah, exactly. Is, you know, an I, insane thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it kind of goes back to that theme earlier we were talking about, which is like it if you do fail that goal yeah like you don't somehow magically get a girlfriend yeah. for running fast then you feel like everything you've done is just pointless right kind of wasted yeah obviously no one likes that and that theme like it really like i said in i think last episode it's like i really still had that mentality until like march of 2022 it's like when i do this then i'll finally be happy or satisfied but it's just like Xavier said, it's completely the opposite. It just doesn't work that way. That's not how life is. It's it's not all about the goals, you know? It's but, about the process. Yeah. Okay. So um, I decided that winter that it's like since I'm part of like such a special team and like training's going well, it's like, well, maybe I can win the Arcadia Mile you know the invitation you wouldn't be too out you wouldn't be too out of your realm to say that you probably could right and so i think the winning time in 2019 was like 409 so sean and i had talked about it and i talked with colin who was um my training partner at the time we're like what if we try and go one two at, at the arcadia mile and colin was really excited about it and um we were both getting into great shape. Like we were doing our mile pace workouts at like 61s and we were tempoing at under 510 for like three, four miles. So it, it was like, it was quality stuff. Um, and then Nico and Jace were doing like their two mile 5k stuff and, and Nick Goldstein, another uh, good friend of mine. He was a, a junior when I was a senior. Um, he was working out with them. We had a great culture, I want to say. It was like really not what you see in the videos and and not what people talk about. It's like we were just another high school team with guys that happened to be fast, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. That's good. It's not just like that insane like do or die. Just like, you know, we happen to probably work a bit harder than the average cross team and we happen to have fun too. Yeah, we had tons of fun. Like those guys are are great. And, you know, if they listen to this, I I hope they appreciate some (laughs) of the stuff coming up. But um, so March. Off the tag with LML. Yeah, right. (laughs) Their YouTube channel. So check them out. LML YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> I, I will say uh, two, I took two trips to Vegas that winter, one in January and one in February of 2020. Um, and both were like as, as rough as you could imagine. It was like, you know, my first two times finally being back and like seeing everything and all my friends and hope. And it was like, oh my God, it, it was tough. Um, it really just made me want to leave Newberry even more. It was like, I didn't want to be in Newberry any longer than I had to. And so I kind of made the decision. I was like, I had enough credits to graduate whenever I wanted to that semester. Wait, so your spring semester, so your yeah, final semester of high school? Of high school. I had enough credits to graduate already because the transfer was weird from mm-hmm. Vegas. Um, And so I was like, 
why don't I just graduate after Arcadia is over? You know? <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. You were saying you don't really want to stay around in Newberry. That was mostly yeah. because of the social aspect. Yeah. Kinda, the social you feel aspect. like you're just scraping by. Yeah. Okay. And okay. It, it was like, I was like kind of still depressed. And it's like, I missed my friends and, you know, I, I missed Vegas a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, maybe I just like graduate after Arcadia. So let's put that in the back of our heads for now. Okay. But so wait, when is Arcadia? That's in like March, okay. So April? Arcadia was April twenty second. April twenty second that okay. year, um, or twenty first, whatever. Uh, and so it was like we're in February now, and it was like all I have to do is hunker down for two months, two months. and win Arcadia, run some races, get really fit. You don't even have to pass your class. Yeah, don't even have to pass the class. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but. I got really sick February, like the sickest I've ever been, honestly. Um, I missed six days of school, I want to say. I had to I had to go to the doctors twice. And this is like, I, I've never, you know, maybe one time in my life missed school because I was sick. Um, mm. it, it literally, I literally felt like I was dying. You're one of those kids who in like elementary school got like the big plaque that was yeah. like, congratulations. Perfect attendance. You, yeah, yeah. you, you had perfect attendance from like K through fifth grade. Yeah. And everyone's just like, is this guy a bot? Like, yeah. How for do you real. do that? Yeah. Um, but, and so that set me back a little bit trying to get fit again and, and do workouts. And then I'm sure everyone is aware what happened you know march 13th um 2020 2020 the big sad yeah so no it's no shock coronavirus covid19 hit the world i it was i remember going to school that day and thinking like this might be my last day in high school as many you know people can relate um and and it was and you know like covid hit and I couldn't work out with the team anymore because oh so you didn't even have like small pods no i mean they tried to and it just didn't work and my parents didn't really want me going and so i was like maybe there's a silver lining here maybe i should just coach myself again (laughs) you know okay and so it was like um yeah march what was it march 8th was my first day coaching myself 2020 wait 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 so what happened did you drop out of high school yeah okay graduate i mean so that's interesting i didn't think i had enough credits as i did um i was missing one quarter of english that's it yeah one quarter that was it and so i talked to my counselor and he was like here's this online thing you could do and i was like (laughs) I literally did it in one day. <laughs> I did That's I did That's an entire abysmal. quarter of high school English in one day. It took oh, 11 God. hours. <laughs> I still ran like seven miles that day too. Yeah. That's an abysmal. Yeah. Oh my God. And so then I was like, um, <laughs> we, we were still hoping that some races were, were going to happen yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we all um, have that hope back of our head like yeah it'll be it'll be there for two weeks two weeks right um but you know two weeks came and went and um i saw on twitter rich gonzalez tweeted he was like 
we have to cancel Arcadia. And so, it, hey. yeah, I was, like, getting stabbed in the chest, honestly. And so I was like, fuck it, you know? And so I submitted my transcript, and my counselor was like, congrats, you graduated. <laughs> and so it's it's March yeah. of 2020. I'm running 75 miles a week by myself in Thousand Oaks, California. And Life I... Life couldn't be better. Yeah. It, honestly, COVID worked in my favor at the very okay. start okay. because it gave me the opportunity to move to back to Flagstaff in April. And so since we were all socially isolated and like, no, there was no work and everything was remote. My family, my, um, my parents and my brother were able to, to move with me to Flagstaff. And, uh, and we lived there for, all wait so is you your parents and your brother michael yeah um we we moved on april 16th um april 15th yeah and then we stayed there and i stayed there until march 20th march oh may 20th sorry may 20th um and that's when i that's those four five weeks i was in flagstaff that is the fittest I have ever been to this day. Peak Matt. Yeah, that was by far the the most aerobically fit I've ever been. Um, so I was showing Xavier before we got started some of the workouts and stuff I did. And so like even before they're absolutely yeah, insane. Even before I moved to uh to Flagstaff, like the ones in uh, Newberry when I when I was waiting to move were like you know 24 by 400 probably averaging 67 um, my first tempo in Flagstaff was like 512 average and and this was like you said okay wait wait let's just like dive a little bit into that sure yeah so 2053 for four miles yeah that's a 512 per mile average that's not that's converted yeah. not converted right so you're at six thousand feet seven thousand you're at seven thousand feet running 512 average yeah that's that's pretty legit yeah so <laughs> especially for a high school senior yeah i was 17 at the time i think i should mention this i was still technically a senior in high school well i guess you've graduated yeah. by now but 17 year old that's legit yeah. um and, and yeah and so then it's like i was doing my mile pace up there right at you know four four o's um i did 15 a 15 25 three mile tempo type of deal and so so wait, wait at this point 15 25 three mile your previous season you ran 15 15 15, 15 at sea level at sea level over so that this just shows the insane improvement that I was making. Yeah. Um, I was also running, you know, 16 to, to 14 mile long runs every week. Um, and I, I totally forgot to mention this in, in our previous episodes, but I'm not sure. I hope a lot of you have read um, John L. Parker's Once a Runner. Um that book was just so influential in my life and, and kind of still is, but the similarities between Quentin and I. Quentin? Or yeah. Quentin. Quentin. I say Quentin. Oh, okay. Well, but Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I are, are 
really like scarily similar. So in the in the book, he drops out of college to go move to the. This is this is a spoiler yeah, alert. Sorry, by the way. he drops out of college <laughs> to go move to the middle of the woods to train by himself yep. to be the best runner he can. Sounds about right. Sounds pretty similar to what I did. That sounds pretty similar. The town that he moved to was Newberry. Is it? Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, and then oh, while geez. he's training there, you know, he had to break things, or his girlfriend broke up with him, and he misses her a lot. It's kind of similar. Well, you, you didn't quite get You're that. Right, right, right. No, but I'm just saying, it's like, I'm just kidding. The, yeah, yeah. the feeling of like, still wanting to be with someone. Yeah, there you go. And then, the workout the, the lonely that yeah the the workout that you know bruce denton has quentin do to, mm -hmm. to really discover a lot about himself oh, is 60 by, 60 by 400 oh yeah it was 60 by 400 and so you know i'm not quentin cassidy but i did you mean you're not insane yeah but well, i at did least all the way there. 32 by 400 in flagstaff um and it's i and i probably averaged like 69 um yeah at 17 at 17 years of age yeah and so i yeah the the thing i wrote under that workout in my training log i said i think i'm ready to break four time for some speed next week and that's may 8th 2020 yeah all right so where did this lead? You said you were here for four or five weeks. Yeah, five what weeks. What happened for you to, where did you go after that? Yeah. Well, I think it's also worth mentioning that it's like, I dramatically improved mentally. Um, like I was out of Newberry. All I had to do was like run and train and it was awesome. It was like, I... <laughs> I was I've started feeling like much better. I felt really connected with God. Um that that's, that's something we have Yeah, to talk that's about. something okay. we have talked about. Um That's something I wrote down. <laughs> How does religion kind of play into that? Yeah. So I mean So I the people that have met me probably know I have a tattoo on my left arm. <laughs> that's the second yeah. thing I've written. It it says it says rise on it, right? Um and so the, you see that map board? Yeah, yeah, sure. Ah, look at that. The day... Wait, okay, I'm going to like take a picture and this is going to yeah, be like the, 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 the thumbnail. Yeah. The day I moved to Flagstaff, um, I I ran, I did three miles and... I did four miles in the morning and three in the afternoon. Yeah, well, four miles in, in TO. And then three miles when I got to Flagstaff at like 7 p.m. at night um, in the middle of the forest. and That's pretty fun no one was out and i like heard a voice called to me and it was just a rise and so i stopped i stopped mid run i was like that was odd. <laughs> that was odd and then when i started again i heard it again and again and it just like kept repeating it was just rise and it and no one was out there so it was like it, that was probably like a really cool spiritual experience and so that was like my mantra these these five weeks was like just rise and like and that's when i was like i think i'm i'm fit enough to break four in the mile like i got chills right I, now. yeah it's like i think god is is calling me to break four in the mile and and training is going fantastic and everything's like 
really lining up so i didn't realize that that story because i've heard this story before yeah that was right in that period of time right when you moved to flagstaff yeah and so it's like that's when i probably felt the most connected to god because all of these runs were were solo and like all these mileage were flagstaff is just such a spiritual place um and you can really just like feel the connection that we all strive to feel like between body and mind it's closer to the heavens yeah it's like it's like you're not even moving i've explained it to people before where it's like you're no longer pushing yourself off the ground you're willing the ground you're pulling the ground towards you you know you're not moving forward the ground is moving backward that's kind of how it feels it feels like you're pulling the earth beneath you and that's when you know you can really get into the flow state it's like when you know effort and and like preparedness meet and and so it's like i've i i really it's really easy to get into for me in the later stages of a long run you just start flowing and it's like you're you're it kind of feels like you're watching yourself on the movie screen you know it's like you're no longer part of your body it's like you're what you're watching your body move um yeah and so th- that's just like a really cool thing that I-, I experienced for the first time in those weeks was like getting into the flow state and just like really feeling like i was born to do this you know like like i w- it-, it felt like i was born to break four in the mile you know, and, and that's what mm-hmm. I told myself. Um, and so um, I, you know, I, I had one week of speed that I just like threw together. And then on May 20th, so almost exactly a month in Flagstaff, I uh, drove back to um, to Newberry and I was like, wait, 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 wait. what? So <laughs> yeah, so after <laughs> after all that time in Flagstaff, mm-hmm. so I went out there on the twentieth of April and mm-hmm. came back on the twentieth of of May. Oh, that's um, I I decided like sometime in there that I was gonna do my sub four attempt on the twenty third of May, um, and I told you know told everyone I was gonna do it. I was gonna film it. I was really trying to get a pacer. Um, I, t- I had called Jace Ashbrenner while one day in flag and I was like, dude, I think I'm going to go for four flat. Um, and he's like, I don't think I can pace you or something Jace like that. that. Yeah. And then I was like, well, do you think Nico could, but Nico was trying to break Galen Rupp's 5k record at the time. Slightly important. Business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just couldn't find a pacer. So I was like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> I'll just have my dad bike. You okay, know? I thought you were going to say yeah. your dad run. No, no, my dad couldn't <laughs> run that. Sorry, dad. Um, and so, uh, you know, I we came back on the 20th, which was a, a Wednesday. And I was going to, you know, try and, and go for, for 359 on the 23rd. Um, and this was the, the other funny thing. Well, since it was COVID no tracks were open and I technically wasn't in high school. So it was like trespassing because <laughs> just a little bit, just because a little I bit. wasn't enrolled in any high school. Um, but I mean, I had to hop every fence in Flagstaff to run on the track. So, um, 
yeah i that thursday you know i did the standard pre-race like eight by 200 at 29 and it felt amazing and then i just did three miles that friday and so you know may may 23rd 2022 finally came it it almost felt like everything in my life at that moment had led to this day and the amount of pressure that i just put on myself was like enormous i'm assuming enormous Uh, to this day i I don't think i've i've put more pressure on myself than i i did um i did you know my 10 minute shakeout in the morning and i timed my meals and and my fluids accordingly and you know i was gonna i scheduled you know the gun go off at at 7 p.m yeah Yeah. the gun by yourself yeah and so um i should mention that i was doing this at agora hills high school and um in agora and there was like a little hole in the fence that you had to go through and um you know my sister came out for legal reasons that was 100 a joke yeah 100 we never did that uh anyways my sister came up from san diego to watch megan uh my other sister was stuck working in reading um but she did call me that day and then my brother was home my parents were there and then the some of the guys at Newberry were gonna come and watch. So like Colin, Aaron, Lex, Leo, yeah, they all came to watch. Um, so I, I went through my normal warm up. I was feeling great, tapered. Like the the sea level oxygen felt amazing. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, honestly, the first run back in in Newberry felt like walking. But that's how like aerobically strong I was. Um, and so. You know, it's finally time to get on the line. Um, and I think this is another thing worth mentioning in in a quote from Once a Runner. It's, you know, they stood on the edge of some howling vortex that they had run 10,000 miles to get to. But now they have to run one more. And so it, it, it almost, mm-hmm. training for the mile... It, it's so poetic because you run thousands and thousands of miles and you go through all this shit and core and weights and, and everything you have to do to run one mile. And it's like, that's just like, there's no greater, like almost it's, satire. Yeah. Right. You're satire. doing so much for so little. So little. Yeah. Like I heard something uh, with like Usain Bolt, which is like, he trains for like what thousands of hours yeah. to run for like what just over Less nine than seconds. 10 seconds yeah and it's like when you say that out loud it sounds like abysmal yeah like you're literally going to dedicate your life, life to run thousands of hours yeah. so much hardship for like nine seconds of running yeah you know give or take you know 0. 0.58 or whatever yeah but, <laughs> like and it's the same thing with the mile it's, yeah it's kind of like you're saying so poetic and almost um, a little bit satirical how yeah. it's like you're gonna run thousands of miles just for to run one yeah to run one well yeah I but i'd so okay. you know my my brother was filming and uh or my sister was filming my brother was timing and i got on the line and and okay wait. i i don't want to okay so you got on the line about a break four yeah what happens so 
I come through the first lap and I didn't get a split. I didn't get any splits in this race. Were you supposed to be getting splits? Yeah. Okay. So I specifically asked my brother to, <laughs> to get me a split. But it was like, I was also so focused that I didn't want to ask when I came through what uh... my time was. Um, and I was just like, I told my dad, I was like, just, you know, 15 seconds, 100, like hit it on the dot. Um, Cause he was on the bike and I was kind of just running blind. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. You yeah. did have your dad pacing. Mm -hmm. so. But it, it kind of, it, it was just kind of like running blind by myself um yeah. i mean i if you're if you're willing for me to yeah. interrupt i feel like that was like half of your running yeah you? sure yeah <laughs> like half of your training runs true yeah especially in your early um so i i wasn't getting any splits and it's like next thing i know it, it, we're at the 800 and it felt hard but it didn't feel like i thought it would feel like you know um just it wasn't feeling yeah. like eternal suffering yeah. yet. No, not yet. And um, I, I, I it was just, you know how you get on the line and you're you're really nervous and your nerves kind of go away after the you second, after the gun goes yeah, off. Yeah, uh -huh. That didn't happen in this race. <sighs> I was okay. still nervous at eight. Like <laughs> okay. I was still feeling the butterflies in my stomach, and 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 so it was like kind of like my mind was just on the time and, and doing it, um, and it wasn't like feeling, you know, the flow state that, like I should have. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so next thing I know, another laps down. So four hundred to go, and I. I was just hoping that I, I think I remember telling my dad to uh, step off at um, hundred to go. And so he did, you know, I came around the turn and I was like gritting it in and I crossed the line and, you know, I, I walked a few seconds and I look up at my brother and I was like, what's the time? And he's like, 422. <laughs> That's so sad. 422. Jeez. And so initially and you, were, you, were, and you were expecting him to say like 359. Yeah. And so initially I just felt nothing. <laughs> I was like, like it's not possible. You know, he like he was joking. And so I was just like really angry for a second. Um and then it was just embarrassment, you know, like initially I, it was just like all the people from Newberry that were there that I had told I was going to break four and I ran 422. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like my family, I just felt like so bad and, and like just so embarrassed. And I remember um, cooling down with, with Colin and I was like, dude, I, I could do like mile repeats at 420 right now. Like this is, I, do, I don't know what happened um yeah and you know i got home that night and i just like sobbed to my mom and, and it's just like no shame in that because no it, it's just like the pressure i put on myself just destroyed me yeah you know just like the pressure of wanting to do well and wanting to succeed um and it just like you know it just didn't happen it wasn't my day but i i wish i could go back and, and tell my younger self that like you know, this moment won't change who you are, but that wasn't true. And and I think that is... Well, it doesn't have to change have who to. you are. Yeah. 
right you see the the difference in semantics right um but that day is probably the most influential day in my entire life uh well probably first place and, and then we'll get into second place oh, but right. yeah that day was i like was not the same person after that race you know uh-huh. it was like i i got on the line as a different person and then those you finished as a different i finished yeah and then when i and i i, I haven't been the same since really um which is fine you know i i yeah, think it's changed. it's crossing the threshold um the threshold of what exactly so i didn't know and, and it's it's still taken a while to to get and it's like i remember writing somewhere i was like after the race i was like it's impossible to rise without falling you know um and that kind of has has stuck with me throughout that but yeah that next day i was like fuck like <laughs> like Depression. yeah i just ran i ran 10 minutes and i was gonna go four miles and i got stung by a bee and i was like dude are you fucking serious like just like everything everything is going, going on worse. and so it's funny actually on i thought on that monday i i was like i'm just gonna do it again <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna try again oh no so i drove to agora I warmed up, I did everything, and then I got 200 in, and I was like, like, I was like at 31, and I just stepped <laughs> off. I was like, oh my god! I was like, I literally remember saying out loud at, at, at after, and I was like, what is happening to me? Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. what have I turned into? And so I actually did an 800 after that 200, and I ran 158. Um, and it's like that's what I should have come through in the mile two days before, which is fine. Um, but I, it it was just like I I met Jace for um, for lunch the next day, and we like talked about it and shit. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna cut my losses and and take like ten days off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, and and I went to I planned a five day Las Vegas trip. Um, in the middle of this break yeah in the middle of the break so i went there on the 28th uh of may yeah 28th of may and i wasn't running or anything and i I literally got was drunk the whole time for like five days the entire five days yeah i I won't say the whole time well because that's kind of impossible no well i'm sure someone's done it but um (laughs) probably every night and most afternoons Uh um we're just wait like wait drunk. afternoons and nights yeah wow hitting the double <laughs> yeah but it's like you know just trying to drink your sorrows away it's like you know so wait wait this was the first time in like we're saying 15 months yeah that about, you pretty much touched yeah. alcohol uh the sorrows of Ben's drinking yeah it was tough um you know but it's like you just have to learn like you learn how to deal with disappointment better as you get older but that was like initially the biggest disappointment in my life at that point and so it's like this is how i was gonna cope and i did um and then so you just for like five days straight you're just like yeah so my birthday was on um june 1st and i was there for it and this is awful i don't even know if i should say this on the internet but i (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna do take one shot for each year i'd been alive which was 18 that was my 18th birthday and i did 
18 <laughs> shots that day. Yeah. I was, I was fighting demons. Um, anyways. <laughs> demons were trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, 18 shots? Mm-hmm. Okay, so wait. This is what I wanted. I, I've never touched alcohol. Like, I'm, I'm oh, a goody, goody two-shoe boys. <laughs> but what I've learned is that um, for... I think it's four shots to be like, uh, you're not supposed to drive. You're like, oh, I'd the, say like two. You're not supposed to drive. You're over yeah. the limit. Are you like the legal limit? Yeah. I mean, you're right. If you've like had like three or four yeah. um, servings and it's different from shots. Cause if you have one shot, that can be more than one serving. Yeah. Right. So to take 18. I'm just like wincing at, at the thought of what was that the result day. of that. You know, I didn't do any driving and I will never trunk drive um and Uh, no one ever should like it's fuck you if you do um and i was always like with friends and stuff but people just thought it was funny and it was cool that i could drink so much you know because like when you are in high school and you have a big tolerance people think it's like fun and cool that you can drink a lot but in reality it's like literally destroying your brain yeah and it's actually really scary like you know um and, and that wasn't like my first rodeo being drunk or anything but that's definitely the most alcohol i've ever had in a day um and hopefully, so then uh, hopefully was, ever yeah uh, hopefully ever um and so then tuesday i drove to flagstaff so a couple of days later after your yeah 18- well the day after <laughs> yeah so hungover <laughs> shit i drove to flag no that's another thing i don't get hungover so that's oh, why don't? yeah that's why it's easy to drink a lot you know like at all yeah i've never had one it's rough or that's it's, rough what yeah well, i mean, mean? It's, yeah there's, there's no consequences you know i guess that's yeah. also true um but anyways um my the my ring of uh gyries yeah. have you heard of that the purple no no okay you guys are gonna have to look at yeah it's for another time um so my brother and my mom met me in flagstaff on the second and i still had two days off at that point and i was just like you know, sleeping 14 hours and stuff. <laughs> and then on uh, June 4th of 2020, that's when I started training again. Um, so at this point, what were you training for? I didn't know. You know, I was like still okay. trying to figure that out. I was like, well, maybe I still have like good aerobic shape and stuff. And like, maybe I can get back into good shape. And I honestly didn't even really know what my plan was for living my living situation okay. was wait wait so it's june yeah now everyone's like let's say a week or two away from graduating I f- oh yeah yeah week or two from graduating what are your plans right like for college if you're yeah. going to college what's happening with that so i think i had decided that i was going to go to northern arizona university okay. um in flagstaff because you know i have the history there and because nico was going there so i would know at least one person there and obviously like i think most runners like dream is to run for nau and it's been a dream of yeah life, be on the cross country <laughs> team and and you know it's like that thing of like when i'm on the team like then i'll finally be happy again you know okay, we just yeah, keep that, getting back that to that mindset um and wait just to give a little bit of reference mm-hmm. NAU has won five of their last six national national championships mm-hmm. at the Division One level for cross country. Yeah, so quite literally, just the best. Yeah, they're they're the best cross country team in collegiate history. Like 
pretty much for the past five years. Oh yeah. 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 So they're insane. They're so insane. it's like, that's what I wanted to do. And it's like, since, you know, I, I ran from Newberry and I was, I know Nico, it's like, maybe I get, maybe I can walk on. And so I that was the goal. I was like, you know, walk on to NAU, but also you have to think it's like, I thought that I was going to break four. And I think looking back now, aerobically, that was true. I think I was in good enough aerobic shape to break four. After coming back? No, no. Like before before the race. But it was like, I just didn't have the speed. Yeah. And so I was like, I was doing more research on, on just like speed stuff. And I was like, well, my 800 needs to be like, 148 for my mile to for mile pace to feel slower yeah that that sounds about right and so about like the early june middle june i was like i think i'm gonna switch to the eight and so i had to do all this research again and then all this stuff and try and you know become an 800 guy and it's like i went through you know, these weeks and, and stuff. Um, and I, so oh, this, this is hard part because I like, Oh no. Did you get back into your double workout? No. Well, I was doing double workouts, but <laughs> I, but not on yeah. Days, right? No. Okay. So I like went to Vegas, like, <laughs> like literally 10 times that, that summer over the course Wait, of, that's like an eight hour drive one way. Well, well, Flagstaff to Vegas is four hours. Oh, to Vegas. Yeah. Okay, okay. But then it's like, so I was living alone in Flagstaff. And so the only time I got to like see people was if I went to Vegas or I went home to Newberry. Or you went like grocery shopping or something. Or, yeah, but I mean like, you know, friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so here I am. Wait, did you you have friends in Flagstaff? No. Oh, okay. So I was an- You just had I had just turned 18. I was living in this big ass house trying to- train like professionally basically by myself and i didn't know a soul in flagstaff and so it's like that was just like really tough and like starting to do 800 workouts and like i was going to vegas all the time to like see my friends and like but every time i would go i would just drink so it was like i was basically slowly Mm. turning into an alcoholic kind of but like mild levels um i i think any uh degree of yeah alcoholic is not good but um you know that's just what happened like that's just the truth Um, yeah yeah tell the truth okay xavier from the future sorry to interrupt that unfortunately right after this something happened audio stopped recording so this was just a nice spot to cut it and wait for next time we didn't talk too much more we just got a little bit into matt's process of trying to walk on to northern arizona university nau um that was really about it sorry future matt for um making you re-record this into the next episode but yeah i hope you guys enjoy and really quick i just wanted to give a shout out to my friend sash for lending me a microphone to use for this episode and uh my friend rami or ramiro for uh you know helping inspire me get these podcasts out so yeah i hope you guys enjoy and um part five will be here next friday at noon so yeah